Hey everyone, it's Alexa and Catherine, and we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about Easy A. So what what are what do you think? I've made you into more of an interested fan of Taylor, but what are what are your initial vibes? I can see by your face you're not a fan. I would not say that I'm not a fan. I actually think they look really cute together and the bit that I do know about each of their personalities, they seem compatible. Mm-hmm. And they both, I think, understand what it's like to have every eye on you. And I did see someone say Someone mentioned like that when she was with Joe, it seemed like he was trying again and again and again to pull her out of the limelight. Yeah. And that this is someone who will support her being everything that she is. Yeah. So I love that. Uh I think where my hesitation comes in is two things. One, just like overexposure. Yeah. I just worry that people are going to get exhausted by it all. Yeah. And that it's going to, whenever something like that happens, it always comes around and reflects badly on the woman in the situation. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, it's so new that I feel it's so ridiculous because like I like you said, I am not (laughs) necessarily a fan of hers, Uh but I feel protective. I feel like it's too new. (laughs) We don't know how new it is, but it's it's (laughs) too new for everything fucking eyeball in the country and many around the world to be so drilled and focused in on them Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot so i think that if this isn't it that this kind of person and this kind of relationship is who we'll see her end up with this type of person and the way this is so far being handled and and dealt with and the way he's acting is the version of a relationship that I think we'll finally see her with. Because what I think we're seeing with him is that it's like a difference between private and secret. Mm-hmm. Like with Joe, it was always this weird thing where like whenever yes. he was asked, it was like, who's Taylor Swift? I don't know who that is. We're like, Joe, we know you're dating her. You've been dating her for like six years. It's okay to say what your Taylor, your favorite Taylor Swift song is. It's not, we don't know what, what side of the bed you sleep on because you answered that question. Like, it's okay. We're, you're not, he was so bad at towing the line between bringing their personal life to the public eye and keeping her hidden away. And that's what I think she's really come to notice, like in now that she's not hidden at all. And I think he is doing such a good job of acknowledging he's not hi- like they're not hiding, but we don't know that much. I think I, I hear what you're saying about the overexposure part. And I think that it's because it's so new and I'm hoping that it will die down, especially as things hopefully move forward for them i think if we see them more or the newness comes down it will become less 
crazy because right now, I mean, the headlines I see now are insane. Like I was seeing this morning that there's a rumor. <laughs> there's, it's so ridiculous. They joked about going to Heidi Klum's Halloween party as Barbie and Ken. That's not a headline. We don't need to see that. That's too much. And that is going to be a kind of thing that will kill them as a relationship. But I also think there's a part of her that does like that and has been missing oh, that. Yes. Yes. And so all the stuff he was doing, everybody was talking about how, oh, she must be so annoyed. The 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 friendship bracelet thing and all the stuff that he was doing that people were calling him thirsty and cringy and whatever. No, no, no. Taylor Swift loves that shit. And that's exactly what she is like. She it, loves that. Taylor absolutely loves attention. Yes. If it's on her own terms. And I don't mm-hmm. mean that in a bad way. No, 100%. All. And this is on her own terms. You think he's out there saying shit that no. the two of them haven't Are already discussed? Kidding? Absolutely not. No way. Everything, Everything that comes he's out saying of his and mouth. The way that he's acting, yes. the amount that he's sharing, they've already, they're on the same page. Yes. They've discussed that he is not go. Trust me. He is not going rogue. Everything he said (laughs) on his podcast about seeing her and being happy that she was there and like whatever. She's always with some rooting guy who doesn't want any of the attention is like over it. I saw a tweet that was like, this is the first guy who is acknowledging that he's dating Taylor Swift. And and that really sums it up. And so it's so refreshing to see that he somebody finally understands how to navigate. He's like one of the most media trained people I've ever seen in my fucking life. The way he navigates questions and how he responds and composes himself in interviews is out of control. I can't believe how well he does it. He also has a real sense of ease about him, which a lot of other people that she's been with didn't have. Yeah. You could tell that Travis would be the kind of person, like, if they stayed together long term, he would be proud to say that he's with Taylor. If she was the center of attention, that would make him even more proud. That's yeah. not something that would bother him. And I know it's the joke everybody make is making those videos on TikTok that, you know, Taylor put him on the map. Travis, in his arena, is one of the most famous. He's as big as it gets. He's as big as it gets and as one of the most talented NFL players maybe of all time certainly in his position and so he of all people maybe understands what it's like to be adored and looked at and deals with reporters and fans and screaming people all the time and knows more so than maybe anybody else what it it tastes of what it's like to be her I want them to stay together I really do. I saw TikTok yesterday that this girl was saying that one of the reasons we're all so excited for her is it seems like for the first time ever, she's with a man, a man, man, like a real man. I can't believe she went from that creepy, gross guy. Yes. To this. Oh, and I also saw. Another... Why was she with that guy? I don't know. I no one can understand it. No one can. I just I saw another TikTok that was this girl talking about how she has this. She called it. Um, I think she called it the dust. I don't know if it's the dusty man theory or the dusty relationship theory. It was something like the theory was that when you're in a long term unfulfilling relationship and then you date a loser, that the next relationship you have is your husband. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so she's saying that 
She was with Joe for a long time and was very unfulfilling. She dated Maddie Healy and now she's with Travis and that this will be it. <laughs> well, I, I hope so for them. I do. I'm surprised it took us this long. This is one of your favorites. One of my favorites, yes. This is one of the movies that I don't know why my friends and I did this, but for some reason in middle school and high school, my friend group were the kind of people where we would pick a movie separate. We weren't watching it together. It was in our own homes. But through like the summertime, there was one movie that we had on rotation. And we just constantly were watching it. I remember one summer, one of my friends from high school was watching Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire every night with her brother and sister for some reason. It's some weird thing we all did. My other friend would watch that movie Whip It with Elliot Page. And this was one of mine. The the summer after it came out, I was watching it nearly every night before I went to sleep. Well, I'm glad you know it that well, because I have a question for you. Okay. When the initial rumor is that she slept with a college guy. Yeah. Why does the entire school start shaming her and acting absolutely out of control about it when many people in high school are having sex? The premise is a little off. It's funny that you say that because one of the lines she says, it's like her second or third day of the rumor really getting out of control. And she's like, remember how I told you Google Earth couldn't find me if I was dressed up as a 10 story building? Well, the next day it could find me if I was dressed as a crack on a sidewalk. That's the beauty of being a girl in high school. People hear you had sex once and bam, you're a bimbo. I really didn't mean for the lie to put me on the map, but I gotta admit, I kind of liked being on the map. And I watched this with a friend. They had seen it for the first time as an adult, and they found the whole premise to be like, what? That's not true at all. This The whole concept of the movie is off because it doesn't make any sense what she says in the beginning. I don't have an answer. I don't know. And... Then when she's at the party and she goes into the room to pretend to have sex with, what's his name again? Brandon. The whole school that's of everyone who's there uh-huh. crowds around the door. And I get it. If people know that uh, someone's having sex at a party, like maybe there are people who are nosy about yeah. it. and But not the entire party doesn't crowd around the door to listen and wait until they come out. Like what? Why is everyone acting like well, this? Th- well, maybe, like, is that part maybe that the whole thing kind of feels a little cartoony? The the, the tone of the movie is a little, it's, 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 it's not, I don't feel that it's grounded and realistic, the, 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 the tone of the whole so thing. So not quite satirical, but something but yes, like something that? like moving in that direction. We know that this is. Yeah. I think it, just because, for example, some lines that people say random people she encounters that say weird things like when she goes to the bookstore at the end towards the end and she asks for the bible and the way the guy says do you have a religion section it's right over there can i help you with something the bible oh that's in bestsellers right next to twilight the way he delivers that line it sounds it, it it sounds like he's saying it for a laugh as opposed to a real thing someone's saying. And so okay. I think that the tone of the movie is a little bit non-realistic. That that actually I can accept that and that makes everything 
make a lot more sense. The way the the priest act, Marianne's father, reminded me a lot of Saved, that aspect of it, because mm-hmm. I haven't, this is the first time I'm watching it since I've seen that. The whole story of Marianne and her and the Christian group reminded me of that type of humor where they're clearly like an over-exaggerated version of that kind of group of people that would exist at a high school. Because it also is weird that there's that many people at a regular public school. It just seems like everything's kind of blown out of proportion. Yeah. So yeah, that right. so that might be what's that might also be what's the explanation for the rumor thing. But her voiceover is weird because it does make it seem like it's something that's true for everyone and it really is not. One thing I still don't really understand, and I know she addresses it, but I don't really understand why she lies to her friend about in the very the very first lie that she tells. It just seems like it doesn't have enough of a reason. We did it. Yes! Now you're a super slut like me. I don't think letting Peter Headland motorboat you behind a bed, bath, and beyond really makes you a super slut. There were a lot of people walking past, okay? Someone could have easily seen. Mm-hmm. Whatever. This isn't about me. This is about you. What'd you let him do? It was normal. You know? Nothing, uh, freaky. I don't know why I did it. I guess maybe it was because it was the first time I had sort of felt superior to Reeves. But I just started piling on lie after lie. It was like setting up Jenga. Do you know like Glade candles? Those kind, but they were like sexy Glade candles. He was sweet. The way I always took it was that her friend was so excited and eager to share in those kinds of things with her that she was just like, yes, okay, sure, yeah, that happened. Okay, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, because it's almost kind of like she led her to. It's not like she came up with the the lie out of nowhere. Rhiannon was right. kind of like, this definitely happened. And now she was going to have to spend time like convincing her that it didn't happen. And she kind of, instead of doing that, just leaned in and, and lied further. Perf, I swear, Rhiannon is so funny. I love the way she delivers all of, of her lines and how much cursing she does. Because she doesn't curse in a way that is teenagery and exaggerated. She is using it like it's not a curse. Just know I hate you, bitch. Oh, really? The kind that does it? Or the kind that does it and doesn't have the lady balls to tell her best friend? What? I want every detail. Right! Now, bitch! You know, you call me bitch a lot, okay? It's not really a term of endearment. I want every detail. Now, shitface. You're not really heading in the right direction with that one either. Tell me! Just the way she throws her words around, I think every line of hers is so funny. It's weird because usually in these types of movies, the best friend, unless that's the main storyline that the best friend betrays someone, Mm -hmm. usually they are someone she can be honest with and they have her back. Yeah. But she really didn't have that. uh, Well, she had her parents and that's a big deal. Yeah. Best, some of the best movie parents in anything. Every one of their scenes has lines that I quote it constantly. You guys know that I was here all weekend, right? Yeah. Yes, you were upstairs. You would testify to that? Yeah. I would take a bullet for you. You know that. Right between the eyes. I I would slit my throat rather than say something to someone that you didn't want me to say. That's not necessary, Dad, but that is comforting. That's how I am. That's how I roll. That's how I do. (laughs) I just want you to know your father and I are totally supportive. 
We love you no matter what the sexual orientation of your opposite sex sex partner. We're not. Now, honey, after we watch the bucket list, remember to cross watch the bucket list off our bucket list. Then let's bucket list this bitch. The bucket list, the bucket list. I love when they're deciding what movie to watch and her dad gets to pick because he's, what is it? Family, member, family of member of the week. Why can't we watch a movie for kids? You always get to pick. Because the family member of the week gets to pick the movie. Here, you get family member of the week every week. And there's a reason for that. Yeah, you pick family member of the week. Are you accusing me of nepotism? Okay, it's the bucket list. This is it. This is the greatest decision. I'm so happy with this decision. I love how open and honest they all are with each other. And her parents are like her friends, but they are also still her parents. It's a good balance. Yeah. Like in that scene, she has to tell them that if they've heard that she has chlamydia, that that's not true. And they officially are like, okay, what is going on here? Because this is now the third or fourth or fifth thing we've heard that's a little troubling. You know, nothing you're saying is making me feel any better. Not to mention how you've been dressing the last few days. No judgment, but you kind of look like a stripper. Mom. A high-end stripper for governors or athletes, but stripper nonetheless. Oh my God, I'm just trying to mix it up a little. I thought it was interesting, too, that both of her parents, at one point or another, say something about how they don't actually say that they're bi, but they talk about how they've mm. like been with men and women, mm-hmm. and they seem to be really open and comfortable in that way. Hey, no judgment. All God's children. It's fine. I was gay once for a while. No big deal. We all do it. It's okay. I slept with a whole bunch of people, a slew, a heap, a peck, mostly guys. Mom! Did you catch the Blake Lively reference? No. When she's on the car talking to Rihanna and she's asking her about, quote, George. You're being pretty cavalier about this. Aren't you supposed to be, like, eternally in love with him and shit? Yes, yes, I believe so. If I was a gossip girl in Sweet Valley with traveling pants. But, uh, no, I'm not. So that's literally talking about Blake Lively. Do you think there's anyone else who could have played this the way Emma Stone did? No, because she's so precocious. Her sarcasm could be so annoying and know-it-all-y, and it's not at all. Everything she says is hysterical, but it's not what's on the page. When she first has the conversation with Marianne, the rumor first gets spread and she's talking to her, and... Marianne's talking about how she's going to be judged by a higher power. Listen, I'm not the one that you have to answer to for your depraved behavior. There's a higher power that will judge you for your indecency. Tom Cruise. That's such like a corny line that would have been so dumb if someone else had said it. The movie owes everything to Emma Stone. Did you know that she was nominated for a Golden Globe for this? No. I love that. Yeah. I had no idea until I was looking stuff up, which I'm obsessed with that. I wish, I wish that would happen more with, with these kinds of movies. So I know when we did your teen nostalgic teen movies, I had a complaint about Penn almost always up until you playing the nice guy, Uh but he's so freaking good at it. Every time he has an interaction with Olive, he's kind of just around he's not like trying to save her or trying to be the good guy or be like it's not over the top he's just there and is a good guy and so it doesn't bother me nearly as much as it does in john tucker must die and other ones where he's playing that kind of guy are you going to melody bostick's party i hadn't planned on it Mm, me neither my cousin's getting married it's a rehearsal dinner see ya stay excellent 
You too. What's up, kid? With Chuck. Don. Hi. Uh, what are you doing here? I thought you were at your cousin's rehearsal dinner. It was a quick rehearsal. I only had one line. Oof, that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, ha, ha. <laughs> Sorry. How's it going? Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm here. Can I get you a beer? That rhymed. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you left your glass slipper at the party the other night. Yeah, and I got pumpkin all over my dress, too. <laughs> Say lovey. Lovey. Nice. Mm. Solid joke. <laughs> Wow. Sucks, because we could have revisited Melody's bedroom. Oh, my God. That was Melody Bostick's house. Yeah. Can't believe you remember that. Well, yeah, come on. Who doesn't remember their first almost kiss? What do you think about when he drives her home from the lobster shack mm-hmm. and she's very, very upset and they have their cute little conversation and then before she's about to get out of the car, he asks if he can kiss her? If I promise not to tell anyone, could I kiss you right now? Something about that always, I get like caught on that a little bit. The How he says, if I don't tell anyone, and I know why he's saying that. It's actually a good thing that he's yeah. saying that. But that combined with knowing that she was just so upset and the reason why she was so upset, I'm always like, oh, I wish he hadn't said that. <laughs> I definitely see what you're saying and hearing it described out of context really sounds gross, <laughs> but um, I guess, I guess why it never really bothered me was because he just felt the vulnerability in the moment and wanted to kiss her as a result of that, as opposed to just like kissing her in a gross way. And it also does give her the opportunity to say yes, but not like this. Yeah. And for us to see that when she says no, Mm -hmm. that he handles it the way someone should. Yeah. I love what he says when he's talking to her about, but right, I think it's right after he wants to kiss her. She's saying how like her life is a mess. Right now, my life is a mess. I need to get my business in order before I drag you into it. What if I told you I want to be dragged into it? I could help maybe. I think it's so cute. <laughs> it is really cute. And when she asks how he remembers where she lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how do you know where I live? We used to carpool. Yeah, in second grade. What are you, like a savant for people's addresses? <laughs> Just for people who I think are cool. You think I'm cool? I do, and I think you're pretty and smart. He also has a great line about it's when she finds out that he has a crush on her. Like, why didn't that rumor spread? Wow. Why didn't that rumor spread? I like to keep my business to myself. Notoriety, for whatever reason, never seems to benefit the noted. It's only the notees. Very wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another line that always gets me because I think it's just so... It's a it's an overdramatic moment in the best way. When they're talking after she sees Ree protesting with Marianne and she's upset and Todd says to her... You okay? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. <laughs> Screw all these people. All of them. Haven't you heard? <laughs> I already did. The way she delivers it is really golden globe worthy. It's really good. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) What do you think about her telling her teacher that 
his wife is sleeping with a student. Do you think it was the right thing to do or no? I think no. Because, especially because she really wasn't doing it for the right reason there either. Yeah. She was kind of doing it because she was frustrated that she wouldn't tell the truth because she was on a mission to get everyone to tell the truth for her own, for herself. She wasn't doing it for the benefit of him knowing. She was doing it because she wanted her name cleared and was upset that the that the guidance counselor wasn't telling the truth. So I was happy she said that that was the moment she regretted the most because I do think it was not the right move. Yeah. I think it would have been better almost if she had just go talk to her because there's something you need to know that she should be the one to tell you kind of a thing just so that he asks her about it. I don't think she was had the place to tell him what was going on. That's another great line too. When we find out that Mrs. Griffith is sleeping with Micah and she because she goes in to see her and she's upset because of the whole thing that's just happened and... And she's cursing and... Goddamn shit. Goddamn messed up. Really goddamn shit bad. Goddamn shit goddamn. Okay, don't get me wrong. Because I I love it. But I just, I don't think you're supposed to use that kind of language in front of a student. Yeah, you know what else you're not supposed to do is sleep with them. But that didn't stop me. Goddamn shit. Shit. <laughs> I like act surprised every time, even though I know. <laughs> <laughs> you act surprised. No, like it's just so shocking the way she drops it. If you really, it comes in late, and you wouldn't see it connect. It doesn't need to connect in that way. Her going to see the guidance counselor and her and the guidance counselor being married to her favorite teacher is enough of a connection. It didn't need to have like a third layer of being involved. So when it, you find out that she's the one sleeping with Micah, it's an unexpected twist that the movie didn't really need. Don't we find out right before that though? We do cuz he's on the phone with her. We we yeah. that's yeah, right before that line, but she finds out there. I'm just looking at the photo we're using or I'm using in my background in that bag she's carrying. Uh-huh. It is the most 2009-2010 style bag with those brass rivets all over it like that. I also hate it because I think she carries it so like in almost every scene. They'll be swinging around. Uh, yeah, it's always it looks so heavy. Like it looks like there's a lot of things in it. And it's so impractical for school. Like there's no way her school stuff is in that. It doesn't fit it in there properly. It, it does not look like a practical school bag at all. <laughs> When everything falls out of it when she goes to the library, I just, it's just, it. I think it's distracting. It's too big. Why did they give her such a giant bag? <laughs> just so out she can like be that. bumbling and do her physical comedy. It juts out right? like that? Oh, I guess that's true. Funny enough, when, when she does drop it, an orange rolls out of her bag. And oranges, if you look through the whole movie, the director planted them all over as like a nod. So the whole thing is shot on location. They didn't use any sets. It's all shot in Ojai. And he uses the oranges as like a nod to where they shot because that's a town that's known. They have a lot of orange fields there. And they're planted everywhere. Like even in her house, when they're picking the the movie of the week stanley tucci is sitting on the floor and behind him there's like a bouquet of oranges behind him they're all over the place wow i love that <laughs> it's like little easter eggs a line my friends and i always quoted because of the way she says it when she gets to the party and she's pretending to be drunk when she says listen here's the set melody ball step yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
used to say that all the time. And also when her, when Rhee is on the phone with her and says, oh, Jackie God, yeah. Rudetsky. That's burned into my brain. <laughs> I had to hear from Jackie Rudetsky. Do you know how embarrassing that is? Finding out you slept with some gay dude from Jackie Rudetsky? I just think all of Marianne's shit is so good, too. All of her interactions with her. Like, I love when she's first chastising her for the initial rumor, and she says, You've made your bed. I just hope for your sake that you've cleaned the sheets. (laughs) And that interaction they have in the principal's office when she's stapling stuff. Yes! Seems as if someone's on a downward spiral. Seems as if someone's practicing the mundane activity, she'll be saddled with the rest of her pathetic life. I just hope for your sake you at least had the good sense to use protection. Why? Your parents didn't. You're going to hell. Just as long as you won't be there. I can assure you, I won't. Good. And their little montage of them being friends for a day before she finds out that she (laughs) thinks that she slept with Micah. I am happy that at the end, when she texts Ree, that all she's sorry for is that she lied. Like, it doesn't say, like, I'm sorry for everything, because Ree was a shitty-ass friend to her, too, and abandoned her fairly quickly. So I'm glad that all she was apologizing for was, like, initially lying to her at the very beginning. Yeah. Because she didn't really owe her more than that. Yeah, like, protesting against her? She just, like, never gave her any benefit of the doubt. She knew her, presumably, for a while. She'd never slept with anyone and now you think she's literally gone on this crusade and dated and slept with all of these people and you think it's true and you've never even spoken to her about it one time and even if it is true right she's like your friend right who cares if that's and also if, if anything uh-huh. if anything if it's drastically out of character maybe you're concerned for that reason right but otherwise she's your friend what are you doing also wasn't the whole setup for this that she was the kind of person that actually admired people like that wasn't the whole point in which she lied like that she was oh that makes you so cool that you've now slept with somebody maybe it's that she's stealing that attention it must have been because it seemed like that was the kind of friend she was anyway don't you think it's cute when her teacher knows that she's read the book and she tries to say she just watched the original (laughs) movie you are one of the few that read the book if I read one more paper from one of your classmates who talks about how hot she is in the bathtub, her fake British accent, or is she still married to Ashton Kutcher, I'm going to kill myself. Why don't people just watch the original movie like I did? I know you read the book. I did. <laughs> the teacher was so cute. I love even when he's giving his little lecture and he he's pretends like he's going to rap and then he gives his lecture about <laughs> Hester Prynne. And- Anson, drop me a beat. What? Give me a beat. Push it up. Yeah. Adultery. Vengeance. Crimes. Of passion. Kill the beat. I'm not going to rap for you guys, okay? It's pandering and it's been done before in every bad movie you've ever seen. I did read that. I don't think they ever say it in the movie, but apparently her whole family, they all have food names. Her mom's name is Roseberry. Her dad's name is Dill. And her brother's name is Chip. What? If you look them up on IMDb, that's what they're credited as. But they, I don't think they ever say it once. They don't. That's funny that Penn is credited as Woodchuck Todd. I saw that in the credits this time, actually. <laughs> 
It, the ending is cute when he comes over on his little lawnmower. I love that they have a little through line where he accidentally rhymes, like where he says, like, <laughs> oh, I don't think I realized that. Yeah, he said he that does happens it twice. More than once. I think he does it twice. It might only be, it definitely happens more than just the end when he's like, I, uh, I, I borrowed my neighbor's mower. I came right over. That almost rhymed. I know. I spent a minute on it. He, he says it, I think, when they show up at Melody Bostick's party. I'm here. Can I get you a beer? That rhymed. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, what were you going to say? It almost feels like a crime to not talk about Pocket Full of Sunshine, but we already covered it in I our... I know. What was it? Our part two of movie soundtracks, I think? Yeah. I got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. Ugh. Worst song ever. I know it also feels like a crime to not mention T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T Frast, nunt. You're just saying sounds. There's sounds. Spell it with your P's. Oh, yeah, spell it with your P's. Do it. I will take that challenge. I like that. It's always funny when her mom starts telling her brother that they're it's okay because they're all late bloomers. Of course you will, baby. But we're a family of late bloomers. I didn't until I was 14, nor did Olive. Why does that matter? I'm adopted. What? Oh, my God. Who told you? Guys, we were going to do this at the right time. Listen to me. Sometimes, even when a man and a woman love each other very much, like your mother and I used to, their insides just don't cooperate with each other. I also love earlier, before she gets sent to the principal's office, when they first are talking in the kitchen, and she's saying how she's talking about the rumor mill, and she says this low on grist. What's the rumor mill churning out these days? Anything interesting? You know, not really. Not really. It's a little low on grist. Oh, clever wordplay. I like it very much. You must be related to me. Only by marriage. Give it to me. What does that even mean? What is grist anyway? I don't know. I don't understand the wordplay, but he says it's good wordplay, so... What's I need gri- to look at what does what grist that is. mean? A grain that is ground to make flour. I guess that's true, but like. And then what's the other meaning? Is that does it have some kind of meaning like because of the r- mill, the rumor mill? Maybe it's just above our heads. Here we go. It, the other meaning is useful material, especially to back up an argument. So, oh. so it has both meaning. That's why I was like, it has to have a second meaning, otherwise it's not wordplay. So there you go. It's low on material and low on grain because who mad. wrote this? Or my real question is, what else have they written? I do know that it was written in like four days. No. Yep. The guy who wrote it is best known for the play Dog Sees God. What the heck? Looks like this is the only 
screenplay. Well, what are you up to, Bert? Yeah, really. He misses calling. He's very good at it. The budget was eight million and the box office was 75 million. Wow. Entertainment Weekly ranked it 14 on the list of best high school movies. Hmm. That's pretty good. I would concur. Don't you think Patricia Clarkson and Stanley Tucci should have to be a couple in everything ever? Yes. I, I even love when Brandon comes to see her. And- Is there an olive here? There's a whole jar of them in the fridge. Sorry, I must have the wrong address. Just kidding. Come on in. <laughs> Any friend of Olive's is a friend of our daughter's. Olive, sweetie, there's a young man here to see you. He said something about asking for your hand in marriage. Oh, happy day, Mama. Oh, I thought I was going to have to spend my diary on booze and pills to numb the loneliness. A gentleman caller, hooray! What's that? Olive has a boy in her room. <gasps> a boy? A boy. Wow, a boy. A boy. A boy? A boy. Wow. You know, you said earlier that a lot of the reason that it's good is because Emma and the way she delivers the lines. And now that you say that, it makes me realize that Patricia and Stanley are the same way too. Yeah. A lot of what they say, I don't know, would have been that good or funny if it hadn't been from them. It was, it's incredibly well cast. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you think might like it too. And leave us a five-star review on Apple and on Spotify. Till next time. Bye. Oh